Hey everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony. Buckle up for this monorail deluxe resort edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. Oh, this is an exciting one. It is an exciting one. I love talking resorts. I do too, especially monorail resorts. It's where everyone wants to stay. Yes, and we've only stayed once. Yeah. Uh, twice. If you count Bay Lake Towers. Ah, uh, that is right. I forgot about that. Yeah, the other time was a contemporary. But that's a vacation club property. We're talking resorts tonight. But before we start talking resorts, that's a good point to make, that each of these resorts that we're talking about, every deluxe has a vacation club. So we're not going to talk about the vacation clubs um, in, in this one, but they do each have uh, a vacation club as a part of them. Excellent. Good so point. We were talking about that we've stayed at the contemporary before, so let's start with the contemporary. All right. The Contemporary Resort opened in 1971. It was one of the original two resorts that opened with uh, the Walt Disney World Resort property. Uh, it is located between Bay Lake and the Seven Seas Lagoon, and it is on the monorail loop that services the Magic Kingdom. Uh, it originally consisted of a large A-frame tower section with two garden wings. Uh, however, the one garden wing was knocked down, uh, as we mentioned, to build a new Disney Vacation Club property. Uh, so right now it's just one garden wing and the tower. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's probably the coolest resort. It is designed uh, so that when you look from Tomorrowland, it, it it's the one resort that you can see through the berm in the property. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you look past Space Mountain and you can see Tomorrowland, it has a very Tomorrowland feel to it. Right. Uh, because the guests do see that. So that was built, uh, that was designed pretty well. I think the coolest thing about the Contemporary and its design is that the monorail actually goes through it. It does. Right through the middle. It does. It goes right through the A-frame section. Mm-hmm. Um, the monorail does stop there. It goes through, and if you're eating at Chef Mickey's on the fourth floor, you can see the monorail uh, as it goes through. Nice. Um, the hotel, you want to talk about the rooms? Sure. Okay. Um So there's the two sections, the tower section, which has about 500 guest rooms. And those rooms have two view choices, either the Bay Lake view or Magic Kingdom view. Um, And then the other South Garden Wing section has about 250 rooms. Uh, Those, the standard rooms have two queen beds and a day bed or a king size bed and a day bed. So the two queen rooms, they can accommodate up to five people plus a child under three in a crib. And then they have suites in various configurations and price ranges that are also available. They have a concierge uh, section there that's located on two floors, floors 12 and 14 of the tower. And um, they also, on each of those floors, there's it has its own um, concierge lounge. So they are identical. The only difference is that they are on different floors. And then for pricing... For the least expensive category of room, which is a garden wing standard view room, um, those are between $454 and $759, depending upon the time of year that you go. And if you want to be in the tower, the least expensive room there is a tower bay lake view room, and that ranges from $638 to $929 uh, a night. Yeah, so that's definitely, if you're going to stay there, you want to make use of a discount. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, times, those are standard rates. A lot of times you can find a Disney uh, room-only discount, which will knock on the deluxe resort. Sometimes it's 30 to 35% off your room. So you can get that 
uh, $929 room for about 700, you know, 680, which yeah. still is still expensive, lot. Yeah, but it's a lot more palatable than 920. Yeah. Um, so if you're going to stay there, you know, do that. So I think the reason why, the biggest reason why it might actually be worth the price is because of what we're next about to talk about. And that is the transportation to the parks. Yes. So the uh, Contemporary right now is the only resort that you can walk to the Magic Kingdom uh, from that property. It's just a short walk across the street. I'd say it's five minutes. minutes, Five minutes? Uh, Something I read said 10. Okay. Oh, by the time, so it's set the, um, the walkway starts over toward like the guard shack. So it's actually a little bit of a walk from the ground floor of the Contemporary just out to the edge of the property there by the guard shack, and then you've got the rest of the way to go. Okay, Cheryl's doing it in 10 minutes. I'm doing it in seven and a half. You probably are. I walk a little faster. Um, So there's a nice little footpath there, and and then there's also, you know, if you don't want to walk, you can take a boat to the Magic Kingdom. You can take the monorail to the Magic Kingdom, Um, and that's it. And if you want to go to any of the other parks, you have to take uh, the bus transportation or a minivan. Uh, you can also take the, you can go to the TTC. I was just going to say, if, you, switch if, to Epcot. If, if Epcot, if you want to go to Epcot, you can take a monorail to the Ticket and Transportation Center and switch on to the Epcot line monorail from there. Very good. Um, next up are the restaurants there. Um, the nice thing about the deluxe resorts, especially these monorail resorts, is they feature many restaurants at varying levels, but the nicest, uh, most high-end restaurants and lounges are at the Monorail Deluxe Resorts. So at the Contemporary, uh, their signature dining there is the California Grill. It's a, a top, it's on the 15th floor, which is the top floor of the tower building. It offers California-style cuisine, including sushi. Um, and it has views of the Magic Kingdom and you can see the Magic Kingdom fireworks from there. Um, a fun thing to do, I think I had mentioned this before from when we were, uh, Isabel and I dined there um, a couple of months ago, uh, you can see the fireworks from a balcony area that they have out there. And even if you are not dining during the time that the fireworks will be showing, you can come back and still get access to that balcony area. It's a nice option. They are open for dinner only. Um, and you have to have reservations. And they're kind of hard to get. Another restaurant that's well-liked at the Contemporary is The Wave. It's located on the first floor. Um, they have a variety of upscale American-style dishes. They offer full-service breakfast, lunch, and dinner. If you are traveling with the kids, a favorite is Chef Mickey's. That's on the main concourse area where you, the um, monorail comes through. They have uh, character meals, obviously, with Mickey and Friends, Um, and I believe that is breakfast and dinner. And then for counter service, they have the Contempo Cafe on the fourth floor serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner, as well as snacks and drinks, and the Wave Lounge, um, which is a lounge connected to the Wave. I don't think that's counter service. No. It's a lounge. So I don't really know what the second counter service is supposed to be. But anyway, so let's move to lounges. <laughs> the Wave Lounge is connected to the Wave. Um, they have cocktails, wine, and small plates. You can also order off the full Wave menu. So if you were not able to get in uh, to the Wave, you can still eat that food. The Outer Rim is right across from the Contempo Cafe. So right near the, um, the quick service. It's a cocktail lounge that serves wine, beer, and cocktails. Uh, They do not have any food on the menu, but you can bring over your food from the Contempo Cafe, which is actually kind of 
nice option. It is. And the sand bar is the pool bar. It's open um, only during seasonal hours. It serves uh, mostly burgers, deli sandwiches, and ice cream. And then the bar serves wine, beer, and cocktails. Nice. And if you want to grab a coffee, they have a coffee shop called Contemporary Grounds. It is on the, the lobby level to the right of the main entrance. Very nice. And how are the pools there? Well, they have two. Um, the larger one is a freeform pool with a 17-foot uh, curving slide. And then there's also a round, quiet pool, uh, which is shallow around the edges and deeper in the center. They have cabanas available for uh, daily or hourly rental, which include a flat-screen TV, an iPod docking station, a resort phone, and a mini refrigerator. They also added two whirlpools recently um, when they did a refurbishment, and that is located on a peninsula that juts into the freeform pool area. And then also during the last refurb of the pools, a new children's water play area was added. Very nice. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's not all there is to do there because there are other activities like the Game Station Arcade. Uh, There's also the marina where you can rent uh, sea racers, pontoon boats, and go on fishing excursions. Um, I'm not too sure. I thought Sammy Duvall was, was leaving Disney, but I'm not too sure on that. Maybe uh, this you, could be slightly old information. Right. Um, they also have the Olympiad Fitness Center. There are two basketball hoops. They have beach volleyball and tennis. And then, like, I believe it was at Coronado Springs, they had the Pirates and Pals fireworks voyage. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've also got that at the Contemporary. So your kids can go off onto a uh, pirate vessel and sail into the lagoon. Um, and at the end, a surprise guest is waiting for you. I'm not sure who it might be. Uh, It might be Captain Jack Sparrow. Oh, I was thinking Captain Hook. Well, it could be Captain Hook. It's some type of captain. Right. It could, for the parents, (laughs) it could be Captain Morgan. That would be nice. Right? All right. Um, and then for shopping, there's, um, there's actually quite a few shops at the Contemporary. They're located all on the main concourse in that same, um, area where Chef Mickey's is. So they consist of Bayview Gifts, um, which offers refrigerated chocolates and fudge, housewares, and photo collectibles. They also have some casual fashions, watches, jewelry, and framed art. Um, Let's see. Fantasia Gifts has character merchandise and clothing. They also have a wide selection of pins in the center of the shop. I think that's my favorite shop to visit when I'm there. And Fantasia Market, which offers a variety of reading material, liquor, and refrigerated items. They also stock health and beauty items that you might need. Yeah, the nice thing about that resort is the fourth floor, which is called the Grand Canyon Concourse, uh, is pretty much where everything is laid out. You've got your store, your arcade, your quick service. Everything's there. And there's even, if you are not a guest of the resort, but say you're there at fireworks time, you can walk out onto the roof and view the fireworks. They pipe the music up there, and you can watch the fireworks from uh, the viewing spot, which mm-hmm. is which is kind of nice. Yeah, because it eliminates the crowds that you I get don't on. Know. Do they pipe the music in, the parks. in there? Yes, they do. We've had this argument before. I don't think they do. Yes. I think we might have actually had this argument on a show. I think that yes, they. Then do. why would it be such a big deal to get to go up to? Because it's a better vantage point. I don't think they do. Yes, we they have do. watched from there, but I don't think they pipe the music in. Okay, anyway, agree to disagree. If they don't pipe the music in from there, why do they pipe the music into the Polynesian beach? I don't know, do they? Yes, because we've watched it from the Polynesian beach before as well. I don't remember that. I have some Googling to do after the show. All right. Um, A couple of things we didn't mention as far as other activities is the electrical water pageant, which you'll hear um, on each of these resorts that we go over because um, the electrical water pageant 
circles uh, the Seven Seas Lagoon in Bay Lake. So it goes past each of these deluxe um, monorail resorts. And then also new to the Contemporary Resort is the Pixar Play Zone for children ages 4 to 12. It's an interactive experience for children. Um, I, I guess it's maybe like a child care type thing, but with a little bit more to do. Mm-hmm. So anyway, right. that's it for the contemporary. Two interesting little bits of trivia oh, about this resort. Okay. In November of 1973, President Richard Nixon gave his uh, famous I Am Not a Crook speech in one of the contemporary ballrooms. Huh. And uh, the contemporary, along with the Polynesian, uh, when both of those hotels were built, the steel, the steel frames were built and the rooms were actually manufactured off-site and then the rooms were dropped in as pods into the individual uh, steel frames. Fascinating. Uh, each room weighs about eight and a half tons, uh, and they drop them in, I believe, fully furnished. Huh. So that's pretty cool. Um, the first two resorts, and our next resort we're going to talk about is the Polynesian. But the Polynesian was supposed to represent Adventureland when the park opened, mm. and Tomorrowland was represented by um, by the Contemporary. Great. Neat. All right, the um, the Polynesian Resort, as Tony mentioned, was one of the original Disney World resorts. It also opened on October 1st of 1971. It is 847 rooms. Um, it's, di- it's situated directly south and two monorail stops from the Magic Kingdom. It is styled as a South Pacific paradise, complete with beaches, tropical landscaping, waterfalls, and bamboo tiki torches. All right. The rooms are located in each one of 11 different buildings, which are called longhouses. The longhouses are either two or three stories high, and all of the rooms are accessed through interior hall- interior hallways, which means they are hotel-style rooms. A standard room at the Polynesian includes two queen beds, a day bed, an armoire, a small table, and two chairs. Rooms are between 415 and 475 square, pe- square feet and have a maximum occupant... Oh, geez, I, wow. can't, I can't speak anymore. <laughs> And have a maximum occupancy of five persons plus one child under the age of three in a crib. Uh, there are king-size beds available in some rooms as well. And suites are available and co- can accommodate between four and nine people. And they're really expensive. Yes, they are. Uh, one thing that... Um, I don't remember what I was going to say. So I'm going to move on. All right. Let's <laughs> talk about the room views. Let's. Um, the different room views are the lagoon views, which offer views of the Seven Seas Lagoon. Um, there are also unobstructed theme park views at a higher rate, and then standard view rooms, which feature views of the Polynesian's tropical landscaping and uh, walkways. That's where we'd be. Views of the marina or of the pool are included in the standard category. That's nice. Oh, what I wanted to say was, we haven't mentioned this on any of these resorts, but because they are um, interior hallways... Most of these rooms have um, balconies or little like walkout um, patios or lanai's or whatever. With the you exception call them. of the garden wing in the contemporary, the only uh, rooms that have any type of patio there are the first floor rooms in the garden wing. But that's it; they have outdoor patios. Okay. Um, let's see. And standard view rooms could also possibly be facing the parking lot. That would be us. We'd be looking at a dumpster. I know. Um, the rates for these dumpster views, uh, range between $541 and $900. So that's your least expensive room. So that's going to be a, um, one of the garden wing rooms. What? Garden wing? We're talking about the Polynesian. I'm sorry. I forgot where I was. You were just talking about the contemporary and which balconies they have. Okay. So the standard view, uh, room which could possibly be looking at a dumpster would be between $541 and $900. 
um, the prices go up from there. Uh, club level is obviously uh, much more expensive. Um, a theme, a regular theme park view room uh, without concierge is between seven hundred and seventy-three and eleven hundred and ninety-two dollars. That is insane. Eleven hundred dollars, almost twelve hundred dollars a night, and you don't even get concierge. That's right. It's crazy. I'm not paying it. The resort features two pools. It is the Volcano Pool, which has a 40-foot-high volcano housing the pool bar and a tubular slide. Uh, they have underwater jets, warmer water areas, and in-pool seating. <laughs> Do you uh, think the warmer water areas are just where the kids are peeing? It could be. Uh, on the beach end of the pool, there's a zero-entry zero entryway with no steps required, and a specialized water wheelchair entry is available there as well. The lava pool was refurbished in 2015 to add 3,500 more square feet of deck 35, space. 35,000. 35,000. How uh, is that possible? And a children's water play area. Uh, also added was an eight-person infinity hot tub that overlooks the Seven Seas Lagoon. That sounds nice. It does. And what are our transportation options from that house? Or from that resort. I don't want to do transportation. You do okay. transportation. All right. Transportation from uh, the Polynesian Village Resort uh, is uh, the monorail station, obviously, to the Magic Kingdom. You can take boats to the Magic Kingdom. Uh, and then buses will take you to Hollywood Studio Studios, Animal Kingdom, Blizzard Beach, Disney Springs, and Typhoon Lagoon. All right. And then you also have the option, if you want to go to Epcot, like you do from the Contemporary, to take the monorail to the Ticket and Transportation Center and then jump on the monorail line to Epcot. No. And there are parts of the Polynesian that you can walk to the Ticket and Transportation Center from. Well, like the front. You can walk from any part of the Polynesian. Well, yeah, but there are some longhouses that are closer. Right, yeah. yeah. But yeah, you could walk over to the Ticket and Transportation Center and then hop on a monorail to Epcot. Right. That would save you a lot of time. All right. I like to talk about the restaurants. Alrighty. So for restaurants, um, very popular, Ohana. It is an all-you-can-eat Polynesian feast. Um, it is not a buffet. It's served family style at your table. The food is prepared on an open fire pit. And it is located on the second floor of the uh, Great Ceremonial House. It right. is well known for its grilled meats. And its banana uh, banana bread. Banana bread? They used to have like, they have a bread. They used to have bananas foster bananas or something, foster. but they haven't had that in a no. long time. They've had like the bread pudding. They have a nice salad. They have good appetizers. The they used there. to have sticky wings. I don't even know. They, they've rotated through a few things. But, they used to um, have the pot stickers. They might still have the pot stickers. We haven't been in a while. Now, the meat there is served. It's kind of like a Brazilian steakhouse where mm -hmm. they bring the meat on and skewers. The big skewers. Um, it's usually what? A, a pork, turkey, a turkey beef. and a beef. And shrimp. And shrimp. Yes. Um, they also offer breakfast here. It is a character breakfast um, where the Disney characters will interact with you right at your table. What characters are those? I'm not sure. I know Mickey's there. It's Lilo and Stitch because it's Hawaii. Is it just Lilo and Stitch? Or is Mickey there? Uh, Mickey might be there. I think Mickey's there too. I thought there was a picture of Mickey that I saw. Okay. Anyway, um, used to be our favorite, but we're kind of over it. The Kona Cafe. Um, they have uh, breakfast, lunch, and dinner there and their unique uh, Kona coffee. They used to have amazing desserts, um, but things have changed recently. They've, they've changed their menu items. Um, it's Asian-inspired. They have a lot of sushi. Um, I'm sure it's still great for some people. It just doesn't do it for us anymore. It's a sad loss of a favorite. Um, for quick service, they have Captain Cook's. Um, it was recently renovated and expanded. It's a 24-hour snack bar that features fast food, snacks, and desserts. Um, that's where you can also uh, refill refillable mugs. 
And, and oh, I was going to say, and at the Polynesian is the only place uh, outside of the Magic Kingdom that you can get. Um, Dole Whip. Dole Whip. Used to be. They put it everywhere now. Have they? It's at the, yeah, it's at the um, the value resorts now. I bought it when I was there uh, a year or two ago, like two years ago at uh, Wide World of Sports. They had a self-serve um, Dole, Whip machine. Dole Whip machine. Interesting. Yeah. So it's all over. But it was one of the, the uh, first places where you could get uh, Dole Whip. Uh, yeah, that's, there's a special window there. They don't, rest, they don't mention that here. Um, something Terrace, right? Yes. Where you can um, where you can get Dole Whips. Right. Uh, they also offer room service at the Polynesian. And for bar- bars and lounges, the very popular Trader Sam's Grog Grotto. Um, it's an interactive bar and lounge with a small indoor seating area and an outdoor terrace with its own bar and live entertainment. The Tambu Lounge, which is connected to Ohana, is on the second floor of the Great Ceremonial House and offers cocktails, juices, coffees, and appetizers. I believe you can get one of those um, fancy drinks and a pineapple there. Nice. Um, the Barefoot Pool Bar is next to the Volcano Pool um, on the shores of the Seven Seas Lagoon, and it is open daily from 11 to 7. All right. And then if you want to do a little shopping while you're there, you can visit Boutique, which has wooden statues scattered around and sells a variety of merchandise with sundry items, men's and women's fashions. There is a Wyland Gallery, which has artworks from painting uh, to sculptures and more. There is Trader Jack's, which sells Disney merchandise and other gift items. And then there are Samoa Snacks, which sells sundry items, liquor, film, and snacks. There is also a pin trading cart outside of Trader Jack's. All right. For other activities and amenities, they have the Spirit of Aloha Dinner Show, which is um, basically a luau. Uh, It is presented every Tuesday through Saturday at the Luau Cove. Uh, There are um, shows at 5.15 and 8 p.m. Um, It features authentic Polynesian dancing, and the food includes a full Polynesian-style meal, including drinks, um, non-alcoholic, and some alcoholic, I believe, basically beer and wine, um, plus dessert. Um, In cooler months, the luau's are sometimes canceled if the temperature falls below 55 degrees. All right. They also have a marina uh, where, once again, you can rent a wide variety of watercraft, uh, pontoon boats, canopy boats, aquafins, sailboats, and water mouse boats. Uh, The marina operates from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. daily and closes during inclement weather. And that's also where you would catch a boat if you did a fireworks cruise. Which we have done. We have. But not from the Polynesian, have we? No, we did it from the Grand... Floridian. Okay. Um, they have a jogging trail at the Polynesian. It circles around the longhouses past Luau Cove and stretches over to the Shades of Green Resort and back. It's uh, 1.5 miles. All right. You can get a jogging path map from guest services. Yep. Now, unfortunately, the Polynesian does not have a health club, nor does it have an arcade. Uh, but if you want to use the health club, you can walk over to the Grand Floridian Health Club and use that. Can you walk to the Grand Floridian from? Yes. Okay. Um, and then, as we had mentioned, the electrical water pageant comes on past. Would you like some trivia for the Polynesian? Sure, sure. Give it to me. On no, uh, December 29th of 1974, mm-hmm. John Lennon signed the paperwork that officially dissolved the Beatles. Oh. Yeah. At the Polynesian? At the Polynesian. He was there with Yoko. That's so sad. It is. All right. Should we move on to the Grand Floridian? Please. Okay, so the Grand Floridian opened a little bit later than the other um, two monorail resorts. It was the fifth uh, Disney World resort, and it opened in June of 1988. Um, It's 900 rooms-ish, also located on the Seven Seas Lagoon, is directly southwest and one monorail stop from the Magic Kingdom. It is on 40 acres and is styled in a turn-of-the-century Victorian theme. 
Um, it has uh, it's red and white with gabled roofs and a five story grand lobby with a stained glass ceiling and chandeliers. It's one of the nicest resorts, but I would probably not ever stay there because it's very uh, frilly. It's beautiful, but maybe stuffy. But I think once you're staying there, maybe you get more comfortable. I mean, there's always people in shorts and screaming babies. So. Right. But like when you go to look at the rooms, it's definitely not my style room. They're very Have you looked at the them more recently? Because they've changed them. They've been refurbished. And I definitely like them better than I used well, to. Well, perhaps we'll stay there. And if we do, we've got uh, over 20 room, well, about 20 room categories to choose from. Uh, they have garden view rooms, standard view rooms, pool, pool marina view rooms, uh, lagoon view. Um, what else here? Outage club level, main building club level, standard room, main building club level, Magic Kingdom view room. So there are a ton of rooms, deluxe and honeymoon concierge rooms, a variety of suites. Every combination. Yeah, there are a ton of rooms here. Uh, room choices. Uh, if you're going to stay there, uh, the cheapest room is going to run you between $642 to $989 a night. And then if you want a theme park view room, it's going to run you between $766 to $1,288 during the high season. A little pricey. So it is very pricey. Mm-hmm. Um, transportation from the park, uh, as Cheryl mentioned, it is one stop away from the Magic Kingdom on the monorail resort line. Uh, You could also take a boat over there. You can get to Epcot by bus or by going to the Ticket and Transportation Center and taking the Epcot monorail. And then the rest of the parks are serviced by buses or the additional cost minivans. However, coming soon, the Grand Floridian walking path, which will include a, uh, I want to say a drawbridge, but it's not really a drawbridge. It's a movable bridge because the water pageant has to come through there. Uh, but there will be a walking path from the Grand Floridian to the Magic Kingdom. How long do you think that walk will be? It's pretty far, right? Um, I'd say it's three quarters of a mile. How long would that take somebody to walk? 10, 12 minutes. If it's 10 minutes from the contemporary, it there's takes, no way it takes it's 10 minutes from... 15, 16 minutes to walk a mile. Okay, probably. Okay, let's say a 15 minute walk. Okay. We'll time it next time we go and it's open. Okay. Um, for restaurants... Um, top of the line at any of the Disney resorts, this is, uh, this is probably the fanciest, most expensive of all of them, Victoria and Albert's. It's the dining centerpiece of the Grand Floridian, um, actually probably the dining centerpiece of Walt Disney World. Uh, very elegant. Um, menu is selected daily by the chef. You need reservations so far ahead of time. So if you're thinking of going, you will want to make your reservations as soon as they open up. Especially if you want to dine at the chef's table. Yeah, yeah, that's limited to one per night or yeah. one, maybe two per night, depending upon your timing. I'm not right. sure how they work that, but um, but yes. Uh, Citrico's, but I believe Citrico's is changing over to something different. It's currently under construction. Um, 1900 Park Fair, which is a character buffet restaurant. It features American cuisine. They have breakfast and dinner daily. Um, breakfast is a super califragilistic um, breakfast with Mary Poppins and friends. And dinner is Dine with Cinderella and her royal family. That's a fun uh, dining experience, especially the Cinderella dinner one with the stepsisters. Yes. Would you rather do Cinderella or Mary Poppins? I don't know. Both. I have to go for breakfast and dinner. Oh, have to go to both? Okay. That's a a great restaurant. Um, Narcoosie's is a signature restaurant featuring seafood with uh, steak and chicken entrees. So they have um, quite a few signature dining. So Citricos was signature, Narcoosie's is signature. 
And then we have the Grand Floridian Cafe, which is not signature. Um, it's the Grand Floridian's casual restaurant. It features uh, Southern cooking salads and sandwiches. Um, you can feature um, like brunch or dinner. I like how you wrote brunch. I didn't write that. Breakfast or lunch. Yeah, that's brunch. And then there is Gasparilla Island Grill, which is a 24-hour takeout quick serve establishment that serves your standard burger, hot dogs, sandwiches, chicken, and ice cream. And then one of Cheryl's favorites, the Garden View Tea Room, uh, which is a first-level tea room that serves an afternoon, is it a high tea? You don't call it a high tea. It's just an afternoon tea. An afternoon tea service. Uh, And then they also have a princess tea with Princess Aurora several times during the week. And I'll let you talk about the bars because I know you like them. I love them. Although I actually haven't, you know, I say I love them, but. But you never go. Well, because you don't go. You don't drink. So I'm going to not sweat sit in a lounge by myself. Oh, please. You drink at home alone. (laughs) Don't give away my secrets. All right. For um, lounges and bars, uh, new to the Grand Floridian is the Enchanted Rose. It's a lounge on the second story, and it's themed to Beauty and the Beast. They have signature cocktails, wine and beer, as well as tapas and shared plates. Uh, They have the Beaches Pool Bar and Grill, the Citrico's Lounge, the Courtyard Pool Bar, um, and that's it. All right. And then as far as pools... Uh, they have two pools at the Grand Floridian. There's the Courtyard Pool, which is open. This is a, an, a rarity, open 24 by 7. Well, actually, it's not a huge rarity. Any of the quiet pools are usually open always. Right. So like at the moderate resorts, those quiet pools don't close. All right. There are no lifeguards at this pool, but it's about 300,000 gallons directly located behind the main building. Uh, there's also a hot tub at this pool. And then the other themed pool is a beach pool. Uh, which includes a rock waterfall and water slide. It is located at the south end of the building. It also has a zero-depth entry, which means there are no steps. You can just walk right in, uh, and there are lifeguards at that pool. And then they also have a kid's splash area that is themed after uh, Alice nice. Mad Hatter. All right. Um, there's plenty of shopping at the Grand Floridian. They have the Sandy Cove Gift and Sundry Shop. Um, that features chocolates and candies, Grand Floridian logo merchandise, and sundry items. It uh, also sells CDs by musicians who perform at the Grand Floridian, as well as cold beverages and snacks. Um, it also sells and processes media for digital cameras. Um, what? Curiouser Clothiers? That's kind of a hard one to say. It is. Would you like to say it again? Curiouser Clothiers. Good job. <laughs> it offers men's and women's designer clothing, um, and it's boring. <laughs> um, the M Mouse Mercantile can be found on the second floor. It has Disney souvenir items, including children's apparel, toys, books, pins, and watches. That shop, shop is open from 8 to 10, 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. Um, they also have the Disney Photo Pass kiosk there, which is next to the Mercantile, where you can view your Disney Photo Pass photos, and you can also... Um, schedule professional portrait sessions. Which we've done, and it was very enjoyable. Yeah, a really, really long time ago, but yes, yes we did. Um, and then Basin White, which is uh, a typical um, basin store. Um, they sell beauty and bath products. Excellent. And then other activities at the resort. They have the Grand Floridian Lobby Pianist, who plays. Uh, they also have the Grand Floridian Society Orchestra, which plays big band and uh, orchestral music in the lobby. Uh, there's the Wonderland Tea Party, uh, the, and uh, also uh, they do the outdoor movies. Oh, we didn't mention that for the contemporary, the Polynesian, but the outdoor movies. Yeah, so for each of these resorts, it's sort of um, hit or miss, but you'll want to ask for an activity schedule 
Right, when you, when you check in. Right. Uh, they have the Arcadia Games Arcade. They also have a marina. Uh, they have a fitness center and spa, which is uh, formerly named Senses, a Disney spa at the Grand Floridian Resort. It's a full-service spa with 15 treatment rooms. Um, they also have a marina, which has, as we've mentioned before, a bunch of boats for rental. Uh, they have a jogging path, volleyball, and oh, croquet. Excellent. A new addition to the Grand Floridian is a bippity-boppity boutique on the second floor, where young ladies, well, not young ladies, kids between the age of 3 and 12 can have a princess makeover. And then there is a portrait artist available between 5 and 10 p.m. between the Garden View and Sandy Cove in the main building. And uh, that's uh, pretty much it. All right. Um, Yeah, the spa is kind of a big deal. It's the um, only resort that has a spa. All right. Right? Uh, Saratoga Springs. Maybe. We haven't touched on it. Yeah, we haven't. It's a DVC. Yeah, it's a DVC. But yeah, um, so, and, and and a very nice um, health club there too. All right. So the monorail resorts, those uh, that's the lap of luxury. Mm-hmm. Hope you enjoyed your review uh, and uh, found it informative. I have no trivia for the Grand Floridian, other than the fact that originally it was going to be an Asian-themed resort. That's trivia. It is. All right. All right. So until next time, I'm Tony. And I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast.